Um, can they say that? 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 They can, and they will. This is Can They Say That? I am Gina Berkmeyer. And I am Polly Hamp. And welcome to episode two with um, Dr. Petra and Dr. Kathy. We are so glad you guys are here. Yes. And uh, well, let me just really quickly say uh, because she, the reason she said episode two is this is like a part two. So if you did not hear part one, you might want to go back and grab that real quick. Yes. And, and you're welcome. Yes. There, so there you go. Hit pause. Go back to one. Right. Listen to one. Come back to two. Right. <laughs> so thanks for hanging on mm-hmm. and doing a second week with us. We are super grateful for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I want to dive in just like we're going to go meta, like just what's happening in the world, the atmosphere, beliefs, mm-hmm. social media, all of that. Um, what have you all noticed? In, oh, wait. Sorry. Back the truck up. This is healthy sexuality and marriage. Yes. Y'all. See, part two. We already did part one, so we forgot to do that. And if you're not married, this is Just healthy sexuality. Yeah. Yes. We're touching on all kinds mm-hmm. of topics here, right. whether you're married or not. So yeah, That's a great point. Yeah. That is a great point. Thank you. You're welcome. So <laughs> what have you guys noticed in the past several years that has really changed in the atmosphere around sexuality, particularly sexuality and marriage? And what have you seen influence that? Hmm. Well, I actually have seen uh, a lot of improvements. That's <laughs> actually, great. I know I really have, and I, I think about this. I was just saying the other day, uh, the difference I see with my clients, couples who are millennials, is such a different mm-hmm. conversation than with clients of different generations, Gen X or even baby boomers. Wow! Uh, in the sense that I, f- I feel like. Um, gosh, 20 years, I I think really what's changed that I've seen is beliefs about women Mm -hmm. and men and how they, specifically women, but how men and women relate to each other. And with my clients who are millennial couples, there's just a a freer way of interacting with each other that doesn't feel as bound by gender expectations and... Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels like a greater respect for women um, as just partners mm-hmm. and equal partners and kind of a mutual give and take and um, not a sense of, well, this is what I do and this is what I do and this is the that, expectation like a hierarchy of what I is do. not there. Yeah. I, think I don't see hierarchy you say. as much. I, I love mean, that. It's That's not so as, great. You know, it's not everybody, but I think in general, I don't, it, it doesn't feel like we're bound to these created gender expectations so strongly as in other generations. That's awesome. How about you, Kathy? I think it's really, like Petra said, I think it's really affected the roles that people Mm. play in their marriage. So you don't have dad going out or the man going out and earning the living and the wife doing the kids and Mm -hmm. keeping the house clean. Um, there's a lot more give and take. Guys are doing laundry, guys right. are, you know, changing <laughs> meals, diapers, changing they're cooking meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that has really 
that has really opened mm-hmm. up, I think, a lot of um, freedom for women. I still see that sometimes women feel, they'll say that they're like the conductor of the orchestra. And mm-hmm. while their husband will do anything, it's, um, they still, and they are more than willing, they don't always sometimes see, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, oh, this is okay. what has to be packed mm-hmm. in the, you know, bag for Sunday school every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can still feel some of that but they're but again communicating about that and the willingness I think those rules have really been um totally redefined wow with the newer generation that's super encouraging that. it is yeah, yeah. and there was a sense I think even with sex and sexuality there is a sense of um understanding women more yeah. and you know I think of that idea of just with heart disease you know how we always thought of this is what a heart attack looks like and it's yes. and and then we realize oh that's in men and right. and it's taken mm-hmm. so long for us to realize okay it's different for men and women the symptoms of that show up differently and i think it's the same thing where it's like oh women have their own specific needs and ways of being and ways of relating and we don't have to just define um sex according to a male constructed view it's Mm -hmm. it's both and understanding um women's desire and pleasure and the hindrances of that and it's not just maybe hang-ups that women have but it might be just needs or interests that women have that might be different wow so what do you think created the shift how did how did that happen why do you think you're seeing Mm -hmm. that with your millennials more I think part of it being um, being a boomer, <laughs> and I mean I remember in college, um, all of the women in my sorority were in very typical quote unquote female um, mm. professions. And by my senior year, I remember um, these women were coming in and they were pre-law and they wanted to be administrators in schools, not just teachers. And I noticed. I am seeing a cultural shift, and I knew it then. And I think that, in some ways, really helped women um, get more of a voice in the world and outside mm-hmm. of the home. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think that's part of what opened opened things up. Mm-hmm. What about our guys? What do you think has because something would have had to have shifted mm-hmm. for our men to open up to a willingness to as you had said, like a greater respect for women, a, more of yes. a desire to truly know at a deeper level. What do you think has shifted for men? I think just as men, Kathy mentioned, there is a sense of women um, having more space in in the world yeah. <laughs> and taking more space yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that just follows along with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I think for men, on the flip side of it, the hard thing is I see more men struggling with body image and talking about it. Interesting. I don't know that they Mm. talked about that Mm. 20 years ago. Right. They might have felt it, but I don't know that it was so talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I think, again, if, if... I think it's created some confusion about who does what and what does this Hmm. look like. Okay. Um, But... I think for obviously for the most part it's been a very healthy shift. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But I think it costs men sometimes. Yeah. Cost them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that. So there's also been an influx of just, you know, the whole s- 
sexual generation, you know, you look at the 70s and when, you know, just free love and all that kind of stuff. And then we move through the generations and and the heightened um, porn, you know, sexuality mm-hmm. that's just on TV. That's just, you know, we are. Yes. We're numb to it. We right. don't even see it. If, yeah, desensitized. Right. If you can't, you know, it's like hard to even see it. I I see it everywhere, but I'm like, okay, I'm super sensitive. But, um, you know, what have you guys found that has been destructive with porn mm-hmm. and uh, anything outside, you know, that they're looking for sexual desires to be met outside mm. of it? What have you seen uh, work against marriages in that? And how would you... I'm going to add another question. I'll remember to ask it. But how would you help a man or a woman who is wrestling with a porn addiction? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, okay, the first question I'm thinking. Yes, I, I think that's been a, you know, a negative shift that has occurred in the past 20 years. And it's been, you know, so sad. And I'm hoping that we'll just... Mm-hmm come around yeah, and realize more and more the yeah. impact that porn has had on this culture, um, on this generation that's coming up too. Um, I, I think, you know, it's nothing new. I don't think there's anything new. I think the accessibility is just so much greater. Yes, definitely. And so um, I think it has had such an impact negatively where I see, um, you know, ex- sexual expectations in marriage and in relationship that don't feel, um, that feel influenced by porn. Mm-hmm. And I think that can get really confusing, um, especially for women yeah. that, um, okay, what's informing this expectation and, um, and that not everything is kind of a glorifying expectation. Mm-hmm. And so there, I, I've just seen that in, influence in relationship and in, um, objectifying of women, um, objectifying of sex and of, um, relationship and, you know, and more women are growing in their own porn addiction. I think there's just been an introduction of that. Um, I've seen, you know, as early as elementary school, children, Mm -hmm. the expectation is girls sending naked pictures to each other, to, Mm -hmm. to boys. And, um, and so there's kind of a, a more of, a, of sucking other people into that, yeah. in that way, and just a real confusion over what's um, okay and what's not okay and what's mm-hmm. healthy and not healthy um, in terms of sharing your body and expressing your through your body mm-hmm. um, has been really problematic. Yeah. And I think a lot of the porn is also geared to. Um, a giving up of a woman's power or it being taken yes. from yeah. her, mm-hmm. which I think can also contribute to some unhealthy perspective, even within marriage. Yeah. Yes. And even traumatizing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, there is a sense so. where, um, it's growing in, in traumatic, um, porn and it's, mm-hmm. uh, really affecting, yeah. um, men and women. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Kathy? I, well, I think, in a marriage context, porn feels like betrayal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no matter who did it, um, if it's the woman or the man. From a woman's point of view, um, it, you feel like, how can I even compete with this? It's so unrealistic mm-hmm. um, and so distorted. Um, and I think that that creates um, just a basis of you're not safe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that creates all types of problems. Along with the um, early pressure on girls, or mm-hmm. not maybe not even pressure on girls, maybe girls are the ones who are... Um, uh, pursuing sending these, you know, mm-hmm. suggestive or naked pictures or whatever. Right. Um, but if you even look at um, games that you can download for oh, kids, yes. Yes. and how at a young age, four, five, and six, women are, you know, very huge busts and tiny waists yes. and kind of the superwoman, you know, type of. Um, of uh, picture in your head, and I think that is so distorting. Mm-hmm. I was my little my grandson wanted to download a game, and I look at the at the graphics. Mm-hmm. How are they portraying women? Mm-hmm. And I will say to him, I won't I won't download that one. I don't like the way they're making women look because yeah. that's not wow, real. That's wonderful. Yeah. But I don't think we even think about those mm-hmm. subliminal messages right. that are getting into mm-hmm. um, the minds of both girl, girls and boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what my body's supposed to look mm-hmm. at. Oh, mm-hmm. this is what I do with my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what gets exaggerated in my body. Mm-hmm. And it's so unhealthy. Yeah. Imagery is powerful, and you think about the grooming process of all the gaming and yes. all of that to take them and pull them into the porn so it, you know, desensitizes. Right. But it's like, well, it's not that bad if I just watch a little bit of this, and then it just, you know, it's like a drug. It's the it's the frog yeah. in the water. It's the mm-hmm. slow boil, mm-hmm. and before you know it, you're in big trouble. Yeah, and you called it the grooming process. It really feels very much like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So... Those things aside, that sense of betrayal, um, the unrealistic expectations, just looking perhaps within a marriage where none of that is taking place. Sometimes there's this this dynamic where one or the other partner doesn't want to participate in certain sexual acts, um, or but they feel like this pressure maybe to submit to that, or even just sex itself. What? Can you guys speak into that? What? How do? You, how does a couple handle that? Yeah, that's tricky water. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. And I, you know, the great counseling answer is always, well, that depends. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great answer. Yeah, that depends. Yeah. Well, what do you think? <laughs> right. And I do think it it depends. I do think that. Um, you know, there can be, if someone is having pain, we need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Definitely. someone is being triggered by um, a certain sexual act because of their story, mm-hmm. that needs to be shared within the marital context. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be kindness um, shown on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might mean I will sacrifice this for you because uh, your pleasure is so important to me. And that would traumatize you, and it's not worth it. Mm. So it's that balancing of what is sacrificial and where is the pleasure. And and finding that balance um, becomes really tricky water. And mm-hmm. I think it takes clear communication. I think um, sometimes it might it might take trying something and going, oh, yeah, well, that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> about it there is no shame with that yeah. but it should never ever feel like it's a pressured 
This is expected. Mm -hmm. This is your role. Mm. I deserve this. Mm. Um, It is that Mm. constant, again, the the two, I think of a seesaw, and I see one side of it being sacrifice, Mm -hmm. and how do I sacrifice in my love for you, and pleasure. How do I bring pleasure, Mm -hmm. and my own pleasure and your pleasure? Mm -hmm. So it's like not just a two-sided seesaw. There's so many things that Mm -hmm. you're balancing Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Petra, do you want to add anything to that? Well, I think it also requires um, listening to yourself and listening to your boundaries. I think I find so often women especially just feel obligated Mm -hmm. and and don't really um, try to – either partner doesn't really try to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just this sense of – you know, being withholding and that's bad and shameful um, mm-hmm. as opposed to, well, maybe there's a reason. Let's try to understand it. Mm-hmm. And and so I think just valuing boundaries even that it doesn't have to mean, you know, like Mark Driscoll and what we hear so often is that, um, you know, kind of this sense of owning each other, you know, and, right. and right. But there is a sense of self and yes. that you can yes. actually respect each other and care for each other and have boundaries with each and other. And feel safe in the relationship to say, no, I don't, I don't uh-huh. want to do that. And yes. here's why. Yeah. Uh-huh. And to know that, that, that doesn't impact the other side of intimacy with, which is so much more about the emotionality of mm-hmm. it. And we get so confused about that. I, I think it's so confusing, especially when we hear these messages mm-hmm. of men just, you know, just give them what they want. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the godly thing to do. Right. And, yeah. and I think, yes, and I think there's, you know, real harm has come from that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just really mindful of that. that but I, I think that when it's, when there's a safety there, and a mutual care, just like what we talked about, of it being kind of the fruition of already a good intimacy, mm-hmm. then you can address those desires yeah. and needs that each person has. Yeah. Harriet Lerner talks about, she writes the dance of intimacy and the dance of connection, and she talks about the I and the we in marriage, and Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what you're talking Mm -hmm. about when we talk about those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Where do I start? Marriage does not mean that we are just now a big we. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We still (laughs) get to have our I. Mm -hmm. Um, But, again, how do we set that? doesn't mean I withhold. Mm. That doesn't mean I I, I want to be as vulnerable as I can with you in in sharing my I. And and you get Mm -hmm. to be, as my husband, the one that I am most vulnerable with mm. in that area. I like that. We will uh, put that resource up for mm-hmm. our listeners, yeah. too, in case you all missed that. Yeah. That's That sounds like a really, both of those sound like really great books on intimacy. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I know that, um, you know, the, la- the last episode in this one, we've talked, you know, just all these different points. But if you were to pull it together and describe, like, the perfect marriage. Like, what? <laughs> that does not exist, by the way. That, I love you, Steve. But, I mean, like. Yeah. No but, pressure, listeners. But, no pressure at but all. That, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like we know it's not perfect. Yes, right. right? And right. so that, I think, makes it a beautiful picture. Oh, so yeah. how would you, like, if you could describe it, like, how would you describe it? Well, I've, I've heard, you know, in different 
schools of thought like object relations or things like that where where this idea that marriage is really about repair and yeah. so I think of intimacy that way too and and uh, Virginia Goldner she's a marriage and family therapist and researcher and writer and she talks about um, safety and you know when, when talking about sexuality in marriage she talks about in a relationship dynamic safety or flaccid safety and I think there's this sense w with dynamic safety that it's not about being perfect it's not about um, being right in all the time it's it's about um, rupture and repair mm -hmm. and so there's just this expectation that there's not going to be rupture there's not going to be betrayal or breaks of trust um, that that you should just expect that in some way because we're human mm -hmm. and um, but that there's repair right. and what that repair looks like and so that's what I think of is can you repair because mm -hmm. the rupture is going to be there mm -hmm. um, yes. and so what, what does that repair look like? Yeah. It good. sounds like the repair is what creates the safety yes. to build the intimacy in some of these other areas. Yes. And I think that's true not just in a marriage or in a relationship, but, but in all of our relationships. Yes, yes. As a parent, as a friend, as mm -hmm. a relative, as a spouse, it, it's, it's not about how can I be the best friend possible? How mm -hmm. can I be perfect in this mm -hmm. way? But just, you know, how can there be repair Yeah, that's when there is rupture? Yeah. yeah. Kathy, how about you? Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think safety. I think mm -hmm. of marriage as being the place mm -hmm. where you want to be the most mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. And um, and when that safety or I feel powerless in a situation or there's something that, that you know, sexually happens or just health-wise happens, um, I want that that my, my spouse to be the most safe person that I can talk to this person. Mm -hmm. um, talk to about as I feel like I'm being objectified in all of these medical procedures, which are for my own good. Um, and sexually, mm -hmm. I do think that, so I think that that goes along with the rupture and the repair because mm -hmm. you are, I, I trust you enough that you can make a mistake mm -hmm. or that something in your story has maybe already, there's already a rupture. Mm -hmm. We come mm -hmm. into the marriage both with ruptures. Okay. And so the whole process almost becomes discovering those ruptures, mm -hmm. new ruptures will occur, and how do we go back and repair them and make our relationship safe enough that we can do that. I love that. Wow, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, so in these last few minutes, uh, we had actually talked about resources, and one of the things that you had both said was that there's unfortunately not a ton out there, mm -hmm. but there's a couple that you all have given us, and we're going to put those out there with the caveats that they are specific to some of the topics that we've talked about, not necessarily to the topic as a whole. Mm -hmm. But then you've also both said that you would be willing to make yourselves available to our listeners and our viewers, correct? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Really? So so what so we will post all of that contact information mm -hmm. on our website or at the bottom of the, these podcasts so that they can get in touch with you. And Petra, you said that you have some articles that you've written and your dissertation, which mm -hmm. I think we're going to make available to our listeners and our viewers as well, correct? Uh -huh. Yes. That will be really helpful. And yes. the emphasis, again, on particularly the, the dissertation is... Uh, Women's sexuality and how they uh, socialization in a Christian culture. 
and yeah, how that's impacted sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then you have some other articles mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. And then, Kathy, you have some things, some books that you've referred us mm-hmm. to and yeah. maybe some other resources for our listeners and viewers as well. Right. Awesome. And I just would like to give a plug for um, Peter's dissertation because you think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to read somebody's dis- dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> no way. It's a dissertation. Um, I think it does such a great job. The name of it was Women, Sex, and God, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, wow. Um, and I, <laughs> I want to read it now. <laughs> I think it did, she did a, a really good job of um, these women telling their stories, especially about how they were harmed in mm. the church with. And it might help, our, it might help mm. people to go, oh, I'm not the only one that heard that message. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So even skimming through some of those um, mm-hmm. parts of your dissertation. Because, be again, helpful. story frees our story That's and invites right. more story. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Anything before we close out, Polly? Um, if you could give just a couple of words, like the passion that's in you about reaching the people that you guys get to reach, mm-hmm. what would you say? Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... Um, Gosh, Dorothy, I think of Dorothy Sayers. She's a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, she's done mystery writing, but also she's written on on these issues. And I love how she puts that in um, sending God and sending Christ um, sent him not to eradicate sin, but to transform it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think of that in the work that we do. And to me, that's just, yes, this is what it is, what it's about. And, and just even as a counselor of just being able to transform the evil that has been done yeah. and the harm that we've experienced, mm-hmm. but just to, that there's hope in that of, mm-hmm. of, um, of healing and mm-hmm. being a part of that is really rewarding. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kathy, how about you? Yeah, I think my message is, is one of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter uh, where you are in your relationship um, with your with your spouse um, or even in your own story of your sexuality mm-hmm. or um, raising children in this world with mm-hmm. all of the um, access that they have, I do think that there is hope for... Um, um, a, a healthier view of, mm-hmm. of sexuality and more importantly a healthier view of what it means to be um, an image bearer of Christ mm-hmm. as a woman or as a male mm-hmm. and um, I think that there's a lot of hope there and I too am hoping that some of the porn that has so mm-hmm. just been so rampant um, mm-hmm. starts swinging back and we see some of the damage of that yeah um, yeah Wonderful. Thank you, ladies, so much for your voices, your hearts, and the hours that you guys give to the clients and everybody that you get to see. And thank you for your time with us as well. Yes. You are huge blessings. It's been amazing. Yeah. Thank we you. are very grateful for y'all. Yeah. And we'd love to have you back again. Yes. Thank you so Great. much. Okay, y'all. So we will talk to you next week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Sure.